Welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. And guys, today we have a game that I have honestly never even been excited about as a TV show. Now we have to play it as a video game. (laughs) What do you guys think about Wheel of Fortune? I, I don't hate the TV show. I've never really watched it. I think I'm, I remember watching it a little bit in the 90s as a, as a small child. But beyond that, uh, no. Yeah, I mean, I never, like, tune in for Wheel of Fortune. But uh, but when it's on, I, you know, I, I like trying to solve the puzzles. I'm not very good at it sometimes. But <laughs> uh, but it's fun. Yeah, and, and it's kind of like, for me, in the, in the scope of hugely accessible game shows on television there was the price is right family feud jeopardy and wheel of fortune and i think wheel of fortune is the lowest of those four yeah i'd say the same thing i was a big feud fan and uh not not so much price is right but uh, i was i was big i was a big feud fan i can't wait to play family feud if there is one there was definitely a Family Feud on PlayStation 1, yeah. so we can only hope that the track record would go all the way back to NES. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Game Tech, the uh, publisher of these games, even though Rare is making them, Game Tech is the publisher, and they seem to have just like acquired the electronics rights licensing for all game shows. So anything that is on TV in the in the late 80s that's a game show, they have the ability to, like, make a video game about it. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the feud. I mean, like, were they on the same network or something? Or they just went around to everybody and was like, we want it? That's a good question, because Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy are back-to-back on TV, and they always have been. So it was always Jeopardy first and then Wheel of Fortune. So that makes sense here. Yeah, but same with release I know dates. that they have, the, they have the rights to, like... Uh, Hollywood Squares, too, and I don't remember that being on the same channel as Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. So maybe they just went around. Yeah. Who can give me an overview of Wheel of Fortune if if somebody listening has never watched an episode? It's Hangman with a wheel with money on it. (laughs) Yeah, the the wheel decides the value that you're... That the letter you guess is worth? I'm not even sure that that's correct. That's correct, right? That, no, that's true. Yeah. That's correct. Okay, okay. So, because I, like I said, when I watch it on TV, I'll just be like, oh, let's try and figure out what this word is. I don't pay attention to, like, the people's scores or anything like that. And what, when you when you spin that wheel, you're mostly guessing consonants because you have to pay for vowels. And the so thinking easy. there is just that, yeah, vowels would just give away the puzzle, so you have to pay for them to have the rights to them. Yeah. So you spin the wheel, you guess a consonant. If it's part of the phrase or thing that you're trying to guess, uh, it reveals itself. You get, let's say you no, spin no, no. 300. Vanna has to touch it first, and then it <laughs> reveals itself. Yeah, what do you think? This all just happens by itself? There's not someone working really hard to get this done? <laughs> I'm not sold that that's Vanna White because that's a green, like, Loch Ness Monster-looking like, person. I don't know what that was, but that was not Vanna at her best. You're right, you're right. But That I was would, a day without makeup. I would go. I would not go so far as to call that poor girl the Loch Ness Monster. That's true. There was actually, she stood on two legs. So just <laughs> theoretically, definitely not. The, the manual really tries to use that uh, that Vanna likeness or not likeness as a as a real selling point, though. Uh, I don't know if you Which guys read this, be. but it says for the little description of the game, it says solve the puzzle 
on the game board by filling in the hidden letter. Each correct guess sends our beautiful blonde hostess to board <laughs> to the board to turn over your letters. Then when you solve the puzzle, see her clap for you with an exclamation point. I'm I'm glad that there's clapping. Clapping is a big part of the show if you if you haven't seen it. It was just very funny that they were trying to use that as like a selling point. Like I'm going to buy this so this so this, you know, pixelated Vanna White will clap for me. <laughs> But Vanna was like the selling point for the show. It was like that. I guess sex appeal would have would have been what it was. But like that, she was the selling point of the show. I don't think anybody thinks of Pat Sajak like they think of Alec Trebek. I think of Pat Sajak in a very you know raunchy way sometimes. <laughs> okay, uh, and. and <laughs> And just so we can give the whole scope of the game, you spin the wheel, let's say you get $300, then if you guess the letter S and there's two of them, you get $300 for each one. Then they show up on the board and you can choose to solve or buy a vowel or spin again. But if you get it wrong, then the next person in line gets to take over and they could solve it right there if they wanted to. And that's why you don't want to give away the obvious things. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of there's a lot of strategy to Wheel of Fortune, right? Uh, maybe not, but let's go over it. What was your guys' strategy for playing Wheel of Fortune on the NES? I'll be honest, my strategy was just to just to try and figure it out. I was never worried, like, oh, am I going to give? Away? I never thought too much about, like, am I going to give this away to the next person if I if I fill in too many letters? So I, I was just trying to play a pretty basic game. Yeah, I, it's kind of hard when. It, when you take it out of the context of actual money um, to play this other than just like, I'm going to play Hangman, but in the context of Wheel of Fortune. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for me. <laughs> okay, but there had to be like some letters that you guys guessed more often oh, than not, sure. right? Oh, yeah, like yeah. R, S, T, N, you know, the basics. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's going out and picking X ever, right? Yeah, like, X is hard to select. X? Yeah, you, you're an idiot if you select X. Yeah, I feel like if you if you think there's an X in the word, you probably know the word by yeah. that point. It has to say xylophone already. Or something yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. Now in Jeopardy, there was a QWERTY keyboard, which most people are familiar with that layout. Why do you think that they didn't have that for Wheel of Fortune, where you have to scroll across each letter? I think it's because they made a bad decision. Yeah, they just made a bad decision. Personally, because that this that was my biggest. Well, my 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 two biggest pet peeves of this game go hand in hand with each other. One is that when you start, you only have seven seconds to type to pick your letter, which which seems like a lot, like seven seconds to pick a letter. But like that, you that's seven seconds to even like look at the board and think of what letter. To yeah, do. it's and then sometimes like I've ran out of time just trying to scroll from A all the way over to like. Even like R or something, because it takes so long to scroll over that yeah. it takes like half your time. If you're going to put all the letters in alphabetical order, at least make several rows of them so that it doesn't take as long to navigate. Uh, because I, like, not so much in the letter selection while you're just like guessing, but if you're going to finish the sentence or like, fi- like, guess or solve the puzzle, uh, you can run out of time even if you. Even if you know exactly, and you're just trying to get to all the letters. Yeah, yeah, that was more the issue, not not the the lack of the QWERTY keyboard, but rather the the fact that it's just one row of letters. Yeah. So you Bad, just, and you're just slow limited. scrolling, right? 
Right, it just seems strange that the same developer, like Rare, was totally capable of doing it in Jeopardy. So to not do it here, I think, was a bit of a mistake. But there was also some things that they did in Jeopardy that they didn't do here. Like, you, there's no character avatar for you. You're just kind of there with your nameplate. We never see you. It's it's a first-person game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that, that's kind of lame, too. If you're gonna If you're going to make a game show game, which I... I guess this is the golden age of game show games here, but if you're going to make a game show game, you got to make the presentation like really shine because it's, that's 90% of a game show. So uh, that, that was disappointing to see. And then there's also, um, you know, the, the pointless power meter put into the wheel, uh, you know, like to assess your strength. Yeah, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know about that. I think it's fine. I think it's a, like you're gonna have to at least prove to the player that you weren't always going to get bankrupt. Like if you landed on bankrupt and all you did was press spin, you'll be like, "Oh, that's a fucking joke." Like that's that that's not fair at all. But if you give them something to input, like how hard you're gonna spin the wheel, maybe they can like accept that maybe that that is just chance. You know what I mean? I. I totally agree with that philosophy, Sean, and that makes a lot of sense because you do want to have some kind of idea of control. But do you feel like it actually mattered how much strength you inputted? Like, did the wheel actually spin longer? I couldn't tell. It did, but... Okay. Yeah. (laughs) For me, it was like, I would just try, you know, if I just want to get on with the game anyway, I would just use little strength just to get across the wheel as far as I can. Yeah, and you know your chances of of landing on bankrupt or one thousand are the same either way. It's just it's just a way to make people not throw their controller, I guess. And the the computers here are pretty respectful. We had that weird thing in Jeopardy where they would just guess nonsense because realistically, <laughs> what else could what else could they guess? But here they don't ever guess like letters that. Like, they don't ever guess X or U, for the most part, for me. I don't know about you guys. But they seem to have, like, some kind of coherence. And they waited until the puzzle was actually pretty close to being solved before they would jump in and solve it. Yeah. Um, I think there's got to be, like, a hierarchy that all of the AIs use. Is like, well, I'm going to guess, like, T, R, N, like, those first. And then they start moving down. But I think that they're very... Uh, they're they're very liberal with how many vowels they're gonna guess because the, the, I think the AI used that a lot more often than I've seen in the show. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's also the whole like easy, medium, and hard mode too. And I think the mistake would have been to have hard mode be like as soon as a letter or two is on the board, the computer just knows the answer and solves it based on little to nothing. But instead, it seems more like just the overall luck and ability of the computer players are better when they're on hard. Yeah, it'll guess correct letters more often, I assume. Right. Rather than just, like, guessing the solving the puzzle quickly. But did you guys... Did it ever... Uh, did the AI ever incorrectly solve? That didn't happen, No. Right? Whenever they Never solve, happened. they get it right. Like, I, I, I've i played a few of these games where I didn't win, obviously, and whenever it gets to, like, that bonus round where um, and we'll, we'll get to all the fun things about that but it doesn't matter how few letters they actually reveal like if you just had like an m and an n like they can immediately guess like oh commander in chief it's like 
Well, <laughs> nobody was going to get that, but okay, whatever. We, I'm already out of the game, so I guess it doesn't matter. So, Sean, you mentioned that there are some other rounds. It's it's the same as a normal Wheel of Fortune format on the TV show. You have two regular rounds where everybody plays. You spin until you guess a letter wrong or go bankrupt or miss a turn. And then in the third round is the speed round where if you guess a letter, you have to pretty much either solve or pass your turn. Did you guys think that that made it? like a little more challenging did it add anything to the game for you for me it was kind of just like uh uh an experience in patience because <laughs> it, it would be several rounds before we revealed enough letters for anyone to know what it was i uh, i mean it definitely changes the dynamic and again i i i'm in quarantine so i don't know uh if i could even play this with another person but I feel like the, the this game would would be a lot more interesting if it were with non computers. So I think that's what sort of harms the third round because, like in the previous rounds, you could you could kind of like dominate as long as you're guessing well. Whereas in this one, you have to like. There's no way you're going to get this in your first or second guess, so you just, you have to pass it. So so yeah, I I did I played this with my girlfriend actually and. It, I think that it it was fine playing with two players. I think because, like you said, there's no actual money involved. It, it like it kind of just feels like maybe maybe just play Hangman. <laughs> like <laughs> like it, it was fine. It was probably better. I assume better than playing against the computer, just because there's that there's that like real competition. Um, there was one game where I had solved more puzzles, but she won because she had more money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's just like a preferences to the gameplay, but it's just. Uh, I don't know. I I I think that it's really there. There is no nothing that it being a video game brings to Hangman. <laughs> like you know, like unless you are giving out real money, don't play Wheel of Fortune. Is is like with another person. You know what it, what it would bring as a video game is being able to play by yourself. Yeah, Joe. I think what you just touched upon is a dilemma that I like to call the Texas Hold'em dilemma, where if there's no money involved. It just like uh, sooner or later, someone's just going to be like, well, I'm all in because they don't actually care about what's at stake. Yeah, it's ex- just chips. Exactly. Like th- that's like I actually did just have a I played a game of Texas Hold'em where we were just playing with chips that had nothing behind them. And that that's that's pretty much it. Whenever you have like a game like this where there's a dollar value, like I guess you could sort of count it as like, oh, I got the high score. But like you're definitely not going to be playing the game the same way, and it, and it kind of ruins like the uh, like the fundamentals of how of, of how the game is supposed to be played because nobody actually gives a shit. So I don't know. Yeah, and if the dollar value, I mean, if it were something that there was some strategy to to getting a certain dollar value, or you know, doing this will maybe get you more money, but at a higher risk or something, then I could see it being like that's gamified. But when it's just, I mean, maybe this is a fundamental problem with Wheel of Fortune, but when it's just spin a wheel and you get a random number, yeah. that's, 
it, it's flashier, but it's not to me not as fun. And that also like moves into the bonus round where you're playing for a prize, um, yeah. where you can either get a Porsche, which is actually like <laughs> product placement for Porsches, or Porsche. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, or you could go to Hawaii, or you could get a like a, a whole new kitchen renovation, and like after you play the bonus round, if you win. It just shows that, okay, you won that. Like, it would have been, like, there would have been some kind of, like, reward if they kind of, like, showed you driving away in your Porsche or something. Like, that would <laughs> Sean, be cool. Sean, they needed to. They needed to show animation, but even better. Imagine if these unlocked, like, little mini games of, like, driving <laughs> or, like, or, doing something, <laughs> surfing like on an mama. island. Yeah. Right. Just something as like a mini game as a reason to want to win all of the prizes, but instead, who selects like no, I don't want the Porsche. Give me the deluxe kitchen, and yeah. I don't even give a fuck if I get either. Yeah, because all it does is it shows you the same logo for the for the item, but it puts like flashy lights around it. Like you guys don't get excited about the idea of imagining you're going to go to Hawaii. <laughs> it, it sort of reminds me of I think it was a it's just a post on Reddit. That somebody said that they were playing like the PC version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire when they were a child. And they got super excited when they actually won the game because he thought that his printer was just going to start printing out money. And <laughs> I, I kind of wish that I played these games with that mindset so that there was actually some stakes. I, I do like the idea that, that you brought up, Mike. I like that a lot. The idea of like, so even though it seems like it might be a little like extra for them to add in, you know, like that they probably would never do, but like having like a little mini game or something fun or something like 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 almost like you feel like you're collecting these prizes that like incentivize you to like see what the next yeah exactly what's this other prize do because yeah, otherwise you know sean sean mentioned this but i just want to make it very clear the difference of what happens at the end whether you get the final puzzle right or not is the same exact screen but in one it says yes you've won and then the picture of the object or Oops, you did not win. Insert picture of the project. It, it's so inconsequential. It's just a piece of text. Yeah. It's literally just flavor. It's goofy. Right. So so the last thing we should talk about is that actual final puzzle, which the way it handles it is there's there's no wheel involved. Now you just guess any five consonants and one vowel, and then you have to guess whatever the final thing is and it's usually something a little more challenging than the other rounds i'd say i don't know how you guys felt about that but overall it's not really different enough for me to be like you know oh wow this totally changes the end of the game but that's just the problem with the the game show itself that's not a thing on the video game yeah because you still won it's the bonus round for a reason so you either win the game and fail at this bonus or you win the game and get the bonus but like this like whippy <laughs> you get yeah you get I, I think exactly yeah. i think that's that's another thing that makes it problematic with two players whereas like at least the whole time you're playing the game you're competing against you know against the other player so that's fun once you've won like okay well you won you go keep playing i'm gonna go i'm gonna go do something else <laughs> you get to go keep playing the game by yourself to get a fake bonus like i guess it's like oh it might be fun to solve that last puzzle but like now that there there were stakes up until now and now there are just no stakes it's, it's weird yeah i think you'd have to make this a drinking game for it to make it fun like if like if you got three players and uh whoever like 
like every round that's won, like the other two have to drink. And then finally with the bonus round, like if they get it, the rest have to drink. If they don't get it, you got to drink. So yeah, you could make yeah. it fun, but that's because it's like you're for in- every consonant that <laughs> yeah. you don't get, they have to take a shot. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so you can make it fun with like outside rules, but right now it's just, it, it's not really much. Yeah. It sounds like this game really needs like a game genie to enhance it, you know, some cheats. <laughs> All right, I mean, you know, real fast, I'll just give you the lowdown. We got three more Wheel of Fortune games coming to the NES, and we got to play through all three of them. Uh, unbelievable. I really. What are we, we going to talk about? I guess, like, we could... We just re-release this episode. <laughs> With the commentary track. <laughs> I, yes, can't wait. So, yeah, I guess they're all just going to be, like, maybe they look a little different, and they're going to have different puzzles. Because I can't see what they could change to, like, the base... To the base gameplay. Like, there's nothing... A QWERTY keyboard. Maybe. That would be fun. You know, and this this idea of having Wheel of Fortune as a video game is on everything. It's on every single console and PC you can think of. I'm not even going to list all the different ports because it's all just the same thing again. It adheres to the rules of the game show. It doesn't... It doesn't... Uh, you know, it doesn't take any risks on, yeah. the, on the formula. It's just Wheel of Fortune, baby, all the time, always. And with that in mind, let's get into the Essential Games list. You know, I would make something fun here where you guys could, like, guess consonants or spin a wheel or do something, you know, maybe uh, bring a girl onto the show. Like, I don't know, but none of that stuff is going to really help us make this game any more essential. So why don't we just get it over with and vote on this thing? Sean? Well, uh, you know, we basically said everything. It's just like the skeleton of a game that doesn't have like, you know, you, you can't you can't enjoy it unless there's actual money involved. And it, it's not even as much of a game as Jeopardy is, because I think there's still there's some there's still like a little bit more to Jeopardy than there is to Wheel of Fortune. So uh, it's not essential uh, at all. That's it. And Joe? Well, you've probably gathered by now that I love this game. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I I think that Wheel of Fortune in and of itself is just okay. And this isn't even like the best version of... Not that I know really any other versions, but this is this is already has things that make this worse than real Wheel of Fortune. Mainly the, the keyboard and the ridiculous time limit and uh, the fact that there are very little stakes. So I can't vote this essential. Got it. And I mean, for me, I I could give you a whole list of reasons for why this game isn't like Super Mario Brothers, but <laughs> I'm not going to do that here. It doesn't. It's it's not warranted. This is a, there's no blocks to hit. There's no King Koopa. Well, there's blocks. Uh, there's I you I would consider those tiles. You're revealing tiles. Okay, sure. but you know, tomato, tomato. Okay, because you know nobody uh, says tomato. Wheel of Fortune, (laughs) Wheel of Fortune trivia here, but you know before there was like computers took over our lives. Vanna would actually turn over the actual tiles. She wouldn't just touch them; they would actually reveal. Oh, really? The letter behind them. Yeah, it was like a spinning thing. Because I remember when I watched, like she had a bunch of like mini CRT monitors that I think were actual touchscreen, but they could have been they could have been fake. You know. Right. It's really bummed me out. 
Yeah, because yeah, no, they, no. they would light them up, like they would light up the ones that she would have to then go touch, <laughs> which I thought was weird. Like, why don't you just activate those when you're, when you're lighting them up? Well, as I was saying, she used to have to actually turn them. So that was her whole point. And then they weren't just going to go fire her because she's the whole <laughs> selling point of the show. Machines so. took her job. <laughs> Yeah, like honestly, machines took her job before they took any actual industry's <laughs> jobs away. So the game is not essential uh, if you haven't put it together. But there's always the junior edition of Jeopardy uh, and Wheel of Fortune, and I'm sure there's another game tech rare duo that's going to make another junior edition of another game show. So there's always those. The junior editions could surprise us and just be home runs. I can't wait to be honest. The junior editions could really be like the backyard baseballs of Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> you know, I would love to see um, kid versions of Pat Sajak and Vanna White uh, in my backyard playing hangman on a fence. <laughs> and no one's going to talk about it, but, you know, it is really, it is just hangman, right? Like, this game is not even that clever. How has it been on the air for 30 years? Because it's simple. And it's accessible. got like a really, it's got a really sparkly wheel and i was always a big fan of the wheel Um, you know i'm glad you brought that up sean because that was something i wanted to talk about you know the the whole presentation of the game i know we did the essential games list and we're done talking about this game but realistically like a lot of this game just takes place on like a black canvas with text and minimal design elements (laughs) surrounding you why couldn't they just you know, create a a layout for the where the game show would take place and show you the wheel there. Why did it have to be on a dull black screen? Yeah, don't they usually have like a like a tropical backdrop? Yes, in Wheel of Fortune. Yep, there's always themes. That's the whole thing. I think the themes are a better hook. <laughs> it would have been cool too if like you could like if there was like a dedicated clap button that you could hit while the wheel was spinning. Um. <laughs> Or, like, maybe it's, like, first person and you can, like, turn your head and, like, walk around the stage and security would come and, like, take you away if you tried to approach Vanna. I like the idea that they have to, like, sell, like, a, a unique NES controller that has, like, an yeah. extra button on it so you can clap. Yeah. It would be sort of, well, I mean, this is more like a next-gen thing. <laughs> right, like right. If, if, Probably like PS5. VR, VR, Haptic open feedback. world, Wheel of Fortune, where you go, like, backstage and stuff. Yeah. Haptic feedback when you spin the wheel. You could just use like a Famicom controller with the microphone built into it and have that be the cheer. And that's why you would really buy the multi-tap in the first place is so that uh, the other fourth player who's not one of the other three could be the cheering. Yeah, for sure. That would be great. All right. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's all the time we have for this episode of Nostalgia. Now that we're just rambling, uh, we have Xevious. Uh, as our next game and that will wrap up september of 1988 for us so we are getting closer close to 89 yep we're getting closer and closer to 89 but just to give you a little recap of what september's had in store it has our lost episode adventure island it has (laughs) galaga demons of death which uh is obviously like bookended with xevious the avenger so like those those two are made by the same company so that's why they came out in the same month then you have Golgo 13, which is Vic Takai made that all on his own. And then you have <laughs> <laughs> Then you have Jackal by Konami, which we all seem to like a lot. Yeah. Uh Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune together. 
And, uh, oh, Milan Secret Castle could go with Adventure Island since they're both made by Hudson Soft. So that was their September plans as well. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of good stuff here. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff, and there's also Lee Trevino's fighting golf. <laughs> Which wasn't that bad. I don't know, man. After we talked about it on the show... I was kind of like excited to play it again, and then I realized, like we, even though we didn't hype that game up too much, we still hyped it up a little more than I'm comfortable with. You, you know what? You do what you have to do, Mike. Thank you to make yourself sleep at night. Well, I made that episode of the podcast. I just made it dimmer. I brought down the audio overall, <laughs> so it's at like negative nine uh, decibels. This way, we don't sound as excited. Yeah, that's that's the best way to go about it. I get loud when I'm excited. We're just more quiet. Yeah. Know? <laughs> All right, uh, so yeah, we got Xevious, the Avenger, to finish out September of 1988, and I uh, hope you join us for it next Friday. Uh, I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me on at Esposito Film on Twitter. We are at NostalgiaCast on Twitter. We post things every single weekday. You know you love it. Uh, I posted a bunch of Pat Sajak pictures <laughs> this week, so you know you want to check yeah, out anybody's going to get you to check it out, it's that. <laughs> 